Jesus Christ deserves our best. Look at all he's done for us. He died for us, man. They're, I'm telling you, it's the greatest cover-up. Christ is real. This is what they don't want you to know. It's that Jesus Christ is real. He's real. I'm telling you. It's the greatest murder cover-up in history. They try to cover up his murder. And when the Bible finally gets out, and now slaves that were no longer allowed to read, now we're free in the government, but there's still slavery. It's mental slavery. But now we get to read the Bible, and all of a sudden, it ain't real anymore. Notice that tactic the devil does? The Vatican wouldn't let you read the Bible except in Latin because they knew you didn't know Latin. But now all of a sudden, this Bible is not really, even even high, uh, big-time priests in the Catholic religion, all of that say, well, the Bible ain't all real. See how they do? They slick. It was 100% real when we weren't allowed to read it. But now that we're allowed to read it, oh, don't believe it. It's not real. You see how they lying? You better read this Bible, man. You better cherish this holy word, man. Don't believe them devils, man. I'm telling you. If they can get you to discredit this, then you're you done. Hope you're doing well today, brothers and sisters. Always remember, God is great each and every day, each and every way. He loves you so much that he gave you life. And he gave the life of his only begotten son, Jesus Christ. So you could have eternity with him. All of your missteps in life are because of you. Yes, you are fighting a spiritual battle that you may or may not be aware of. It's happening. It's just like you not recognizing that you may be breathing in oxygen to live. It's happening. Our eyes can only see so much. Our ears can only hear and we can only speak about what we think or what we know or how we feel. We've created this world to where it's about these emotions, which is so dangerous because your emotions may change from minute to minute dependent on the situation you're in. If you've been with us for any period of time, you can know that I get passionate whenever I'm talking to you, brothers and sisters, because I love you. And I speak so emphatically because I cannot restrain something that means so much. When we're talking about the facts of what are happening, I cannot be passive and a pacifist in my delivery of that information to you. Because it's too soft. It's a layup. We need to be dunking on everything we do because it is emphatic. The life that God has given you is not on accident. His will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And he's picking and choosing the people who are vessels and tools for him to use in order to fulfill his will. That is an honor in order to be in that bloodline of people that are willing to do the will of God and to elevate and to glorify Jesus and to glorify God and to praise God, not to whine to him, not to cry to him, not to only go to him when you need something, but to praise him for who he is. Thank him for what he's given 
you. I am thankful for the day that he's given me. I am thankful for the breath that he's given me right now that I'm taking. I am thankful for sight. I am thankful for hearing. I'm thankful for being able to hear the raindrops outside as it's raining today. I'm thankful to be able to see the beautiful clouds that he puts into the skies. I'm grateful to see the trees that he has here for us, the animals. I'm thankful for it all. I have a heart of thankfulness because I know my father. I know who he is and what he's done for me. And all that you need to be aware of is that he's doing it for you too. You know, whenever I get out here and speak about these things, brothers and sisters, in reality, what I'm doing is an encouraging you to get to that point of where you and I can be sharing simultaneously. We can be speaking the same language. Not that we're thinking the same, not that we're living the same life, not any of that. The point is that we're on accord. We're in agreements. We have a commonality. We're connecting on that level. Because that is the most beautiful connection that you can have is with your brothers and sisters on the level of your love for God. On your level of pursuing and following the king above all kings, the Lord of Lords, the one they call Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Meshulah, the Christ, the Son of God. Hallelujah. Thank you for knowing me, Jesus. Thank you for saving this soul. I know he can do it for you, brothers and sisters. If you don't know him yet, get to know Jesus. He will change your life. I promise you. I'm a walking testimony of it. I'm a breathing vessel of it. I used to be bad, brothers and sisters. I used to do a lot of bad stuff. I used to fornicate. I used to have multiple girlfriends. I used to have sex outside of marriage. I used to use profanity a lot. I used to try to over one brothers and sisters trying to benefit myself instead of trying to give. In the Bible, it says it's better to give than to receive. I learned that. Just as my brother Paul the Apostle walked upon the road of Damascus as he was crucifying Christians, as Saul, and then God came to him and blinded him. He created such a life-transforming moment in this man's life that he could not deny what was happening. And all he asked was, God, why do you do this? And the reality is it was a rhetorical question because Saul knew why he was being done this way. He knew the inside that what he was doing against the brothers and sisters in Christ was not correct. But see, he did not have the, the fortitude and the courage to get outside of what the Romans were doing. He continued to kill the brothers and sisters of God, the brothers and sisters of Christ, and he did it unknowing of what he was going to become, but he knew what it was. 
He had the feeling, and whenever he was blinded on the road to Damascus, he had a transformation. He transformed from Saul to Paul. And whenever he transformed, he became a new person. Instead of killing, he started loving. And start of pursuing to kill, he started to pursue to save. Not through his saving grace, but because he was telling all that would listen on who it was that could save them. That's what I've been doing my life, brothers and sisters, since God had a transforming moment in my life in 2001. I've been pursuing Jesus. I've been working to get to know him. I've fallen short in many ways. I have used profanity. But I am convicted as soon as I do it because of the spirit of God that dwells in me to not do it again. You remember whenever Jesus was talking to the to the prostitute and she said, you know, he she was getting accused of adultery. And whenever they were trying to get Jesus to stone her. Jesus knelt down in the in the sand in the he knelt down in the road that had sand on it and he started writing in the sand. It's not confirmed what he was writing, but I've always had suspicion that he was writing the names of those people that were trying to get him to sin. And he asked them from the eldest to the youngest. He asked them, "For who of you have not sinned, you should cast the first stone." And after all of them started leaving and dropping their stones and walking away because they knew they had sinned. This is what Jesus said to the the prostitute, the woman. He asked her to get up and she said, and John, let's read all of it. Let's get over here to the Holy Bible. The book of John, that is one of the first four books of the New Testament, which is called the Gospels. And let's go to chapter 8. We're going to read in in, uh, verse 11 is where we're going to get to. But let's start with verse 9. And they which heard it, being convicted by their own conscience, went out one by one, beginning at the eldest, even unto the last. And Jesus was left alone and the woman standing in the midst. In the midst, when Jesus had lifted up himself and saw none but the woman, he said unto her, "Woman, where are thine accusers? Hath no man condemned thee?" She said, "No man, Lord." And Jesus said unto her, "Neither do I condemn thee. Go, and sin no more." And then in the next verse, then spake Jesus unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Hallelujah. That is such a powerful, powerful word, because that is why I follow him. That is the reason, besides the saving grace that he has given me, I follow him because he is the truth 
the way, and the life. I know this. It resonates so strongly in me, and I know that you know it, brothers and sisters. When you've done something in your life, and it's happened that it wasn't right, but you, right in that decision-making moment, you had an opportunity to meet God because God put it in your stomach. Some people say, oh, I felt it in my stomach, right? I, you know, I knew better. Whenever you're saying that, what is the reality is God put it in you, put in you the truth, but you denied him. Once we continue to deny God, he will walk from us because the door of salvation that's open to you is not open permanently. And you need to understand that. And you need to understand that these people that have been amongst us, they have been... And I'm talking about they, the sinful world. They have been deceived so greatly in life that they are now sinning constantly, lying constantly, continuing to be hypocrite, uh, hypocrisy constantly. They are living in the lie. And the bad part is they're not fighting against it they are welcoming it. That is the problem. There was, you know, we did podcast, I don't know how long ago, but it was about the children of the lie. And it was by one of the reporters that we follow and we repost on here because we repost truth. It doesn't matter if we tell you or somebody else. And the important part is not who's delivering it. It's the truth is what matters. I want to read you something in regards to that that I heard over the weekend that is that was profound to me. It truly was profound. And before I get there, I just want to read this scripture to you. Joe Hosea 1.9 Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And I can tell you that that is an absolute fact. But listen to this right here. This is this is profound. Be uh, quote. Be grateful for people who risk not being liked by telling the truth. There's an African proverb that says, quote, "The speaker of the truth has no friends." End quote. I can attest to that because I have lost people in my life because I have only spoken the truth. I cannot lie. I will not lie. I do have a, a continuous sinful nature. And I, and it's because of the world that's around. I still sin because the world that is around me. I still, because I still live in, in this world. I am not of this world. That's what you will learn, brothers and sisters, as the Holy Spirit dwells with you, is you will start to recognize who you truly are. And who you're not, will, you will run from that. I'm going to share with you something very personal. I used to have a, a addiction to pornography. 
when pornography first came available, you know, I was one of the young kids that snuck around and got one of the Playboy books early on. And then as the internet happened and, and the internet made pornography access so easily available at one click, it, it, it got all over me. And it's, it's sad because God has put beautiful, loving, kind women in my life. And as I've shared with you in the past, I literally had a Garden of Eden experience when the, the, the deceiver came with a bewilding woman. And ultimately, I gave in and it destroyed my first loving relationship with Crystal. And um, as you can tell, it's very, very tough for me to talk about that because it's a, it's a burden that continues to this day. And I pray that she recognizes, you know, that I was at fault and that it was, it was my stupidity. It was my ignorance. It was my giving in to the serpent and it ruined my life in that regard. And that's why I come out here with passion and love with you, brothers and sisters, as I do not want you to go through that pain. There's pain that is beyond belief and that is what this is. But I still am, am given the opportunity by God Almighty to come to you daily to talk with you about these things in order to hopefully get you out of the weeds and to clarify your vision of what you're seeing so you don't go through it, so you're better than that, and more so than anything is so you find your way to Jesus Christ because he will change your life. I don't just say that as a is a funny, you know, catchphrase. It is absolutely true. And whenever you start reading the Bible with the lenses of seeing Jesus and from the lens of it being from Jesus, you will be blown away because it tells you everything that we're fighting today. It tells you everything that we fought yesterday. It tells you everything we're going to fight tomorrow. It tells you everything so you can be prepared in this life. I'm going to tell you, and I, I'm always honest with you, never have I not been. I live a more challenged life as a Christian because of all of the sin and all of the turmoil and all of the chaos and all the demonic spirits, the brothers and sisters that know better, but they wear those those tattoos. They wear those clothing of those skull and bones and all of this stuff. You're continuing and perpetuating a ritual, brothers and sisters. Non-believers, I'm talking to you right now. If you do those things, you are perpetuating this. You're not helping it. And I don't know why you would wear skull and bones as a living person. You're wanting the death angel to come for you. And that is sad because God has given you life to live, not to be looking forward to death. You're not to fear death. You're to fear God because God is the decider. If you go into the lake of fire or if you are open to the pearly gates of heaven and it's not based on just a decision, it's based on your life, your intentions, your decisions, Based on if you follow his son, Jesus, 
If you're following Jesus, you don't have room to sin because you are focused on the one that is a name that is above all names. You're focused on the one who has lived the life that is perfect. You follow the one that is Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, I encourage you daily to continue to pick up your Bible, continue to read it. Ask God for discerning eyes to understand it. If you're reading it and you don't, if you have a difficulty, continue to read it, but go to God in prayer. Everything that you need, you need to go to God first. Go to God first and he will open it to you. Because in everything that is done in this world, we are fighting a spiritual battle and we need to know who the enemy is. It is the Luciferians. It is the people who promote and invoke the demonic dark spirits of the devil. We need to understand that. We need to come to them in love and we need to introduce the word and the name that is above all names and that is Jesus Christ. And we need to tell them about him. Drop the seed of faith. Let it be up to them because you can't decide their own salvation, but you can help them walk in that walk. And brothers and sisters, believers, Christian brothers and sisters, please help them walk in that walk. Do not turn your back on them because the mission is outside the walls of the church. It's not inside of it. Remember that every single day, brothers and sisters, that God gives you as we have an opportunity every single day to, pr to promote and to talk about the name that is above all names to every single person that we see. Just tell them about the name that is Jesus Christ and he will change their life. Hallelujah. Go back in our archives of truth at neo420.com as we're providing real news plus real information every single day. And we're providing that for we the people because we're all brothers and sisters. This is Neo420 Talks, the podcast speaking truth against the lies. We don't care about being known. We have a message to spread and hallelujah. Get it spread. Spread the gospel in Jesus' name. For y'all that are real, may the Lord give you courage to stand against these liars and stand up for the truth. Stop cowering down. That's a lie. The Bible says judge righteous judgment. The Bible says he that is spiritual judge all things. Jesus said you'll know them by their fruit. The Bible says expose the works of darkness. So why are we quiet? Why you let people blaspheme and mock? Goliath was mocking and everybody was coward except the man named David came on the scene. Are you going to be a David or a Saul? That's my question to you brothers and sisters out here that claim to love the Lord. People need to hear the truth because we ain't going to be cowards. You messing with the wrong one. There's real soldiers out here. This is a real war. The Bible says no man that warreth. We got a sword and a shield, and you acting like you don't want to fight for the truth? Then get out of the way and go sit down. It's time for real men and women to stand up and say, we're not going to tolerate the evil anymore. We're not going to bow our knee to the lies of the devil. If God is against it, I'm against it, period. I'm not going to compromise for nobody. My question is, who's with me?